DevBranch. This is episode number 27 of DevBranch. We're pressing with Abandoned Wear. With Abandon! I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at jasontucker.blog. I'm Faye Reed. Uh, I wasn't looking at the screen. <laughs> uh, I do stuff at places. Faye Media on all the things. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of that podcast, go in, subscribe to us wherever it is that you want to subscribe to us, and come hang out with us in our Discord. Our, our, our Discord that is surprisingly more active every time I check. I'm just like, oh shit, people are actually talking in the Discord. <laughs> right? Okay, here's something I learned about Discord yesterday, okay? Because I've been more discording, mis- mm-hmm. more discordant. Um, all of mid journey is generated through a discord bot. Yep. Yeah. yep. Did, did I know that? <laughs> no. And you, literally last night I was like, you know what? I'm procrastinating and I should go to bed, but instead I'm going to finally look up mid journey. And then I was oh, like, boy. wait, what? I didn't start doing it because I was just so flabbergasted by the fact that I was in dis. like, I thought they were just going to verify me in. And then I was like, Oh no, this is, that this I like a thing. To a bot. I, I, I like lost my mind. Anyway, I that's what I learned about Discord get, yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know that you could get more discordant, say, but <laughs> who would have thought? Am. I'm getting down with the discords. Hey, look, we've got a pal. Hello. Hey, Robert. How you doing today? I have to find a new song for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm find doing a good. One. Doing I'm good. A lot of more free, free time. Enjoying my time. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So, what are we talking about today, Cosper? What do we got going on here? Cos, 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 we, we, we got we got Robert here. We're, we're probably gonna be talking about some like security type thing or something. What, what, I have what is questions it? actually. So, yeah, actually, um, I actually did a little bit of research for this topic. What? Oh, oh. Stay, with, stay with a little research is a dangerous thing. I know, but I'm not gonna introduce it because it's definitely not my ballywick, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're, this we're is what's going to be showing up today, I think, right? Right, right. <laughs> we're going to get the little overtime banner uh, going, possibly. Um, yeah, no, so so this week we are kind of talking about uh, abandoned uh, WordPress plugins. And um, there was a story, I don't know if you've got it locked and loaded, Tucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a story last week uh, about effectively... Uh, Sakuri found that um, there were uh, hacked sites that were uh, pulling in a plugin from the WordPress repository, installing it, a a long abandoned plugin uh, that effectively would uh, insert uh, PHP as part of its functionality, insert PHP into your site as part of short codes. And because the PHP that was being inserted was stored in the post table and uh, stored uh, in uh, places where you wouldn't expect uh, inline PHP and uh, hack backdoors and everything like that, uh, it was a whole lot harder to to kind of uh, find it and suss it out. But oh, I have um, a question. Yes. <laughs> so this plugin, uh, just because I I'm this is just such a really important. And interesting and also like 
always on the margins topic because no one really like there's a, so few people that like really understand what they're talking about with this stuff right um even though we all kind of know it's important uh so the plugin in the repo had been abandoned right so it was like super old super old plugin right right so the, that code hadn't been updated so what they were doing just to clarify for me is taking that because obviously you can get the code of that plugin anyway, right? So they whatever they did with that code, figuring out what it did on the websites that they had hacked and then uh, figuring out what it did, then putting it on the websites they had hacked and then using its functionality, which was to insert PHP shortcode to insert malware or mal code or whatever you want to call it, right? Is that essentially what was happening? So it was they were not putting the malware essentially in the plugin, but they were using the plugin's functionality in order to exploit a site. Is that correct? I would change one word. Expo they okay. The exploit was probably originally another compromise, right? It was another yes. vulnerability, but they were using this plugin whose purpose is to uh, allow arbitrary PHP code execution as a convenient but kind of backdoor. Right now, it's not the plugin's fault. The plugin had no malicious code. It's just purpose was to put PHP and store it in the database. I, I literally think once upon a time I saw that plugin. I don't know if it was the same plugin, but I there was a plugin on a client site, one of those I inherited type sites mm. that had uh, like plugin in a post and literally or PHP in post. And literally, I went into this post and it was like like a like a code like a code editor. It was mm. like just the full like what you would see in your you know, your IDE or whatever like for reals like it was I, I mean obviously I got rid of it right away but that that's not Smart. obviously a, a, a way to do it but that's and that was the intention of the plugin so the plugin mm -hmm. the plugin was not compromised right yeah correct right. that's correct I just think yeah. that's really fascinating because yeah. You know, you think about it being the plugin being compromised and maybe someone like taking over an abandoned plugin and then like putting malware into it that's on the repo. But that's not the case here. This is just some like clever usage of old plugins, like exploiting it as literally yeah. like a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That they need to upgrade it to blocks, is what they need Dude, to do. So like, that way we can use it. We need PHP and blocks plugins, right? Yeah. <laughs> this out you guys like how did someone well, like are they trolling the plugin repo for like fact, plugins that do this or what like how there's a graph work? there's a graph in there that is really cool in that in that article that shows the spike of installations Ooh. so you can really pinpoint on this abandoned plugin we can pinpoint when basically there was an attack like a botnet or some attacker profile yeah, look at that. Oh, there it is right around cool. yeah march 2023 they decided to integrate this into their automated attack Ooh. structures which spiked the installs and what's really sad about this graph is that's installs per day also that's compromised sites per day so this wow. is how many sites were getting compromised by the specific botnet that was utilizing this plugin legitimate plugin but abandoned but has back tour in like, but that's not how they were getting into the sites. Correct. The sites yeah. they were getting in some other way. Yep. Then they were using their takeover of the site to install the plugin directly from yep. the repo. Yep. So there's so many points. I don't want to say a failure, but kind of a failure here, right? Like yeah. this is not just one point of failure situation. This is yeah. like a little stack of failures. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to defend the plugin team. I believe I'm not certain cause I couldn't find the record, like an official statement for this, but they do not allow plugins that execute or pull in remote code. 
Like, I think mm, this is like a new right. rule. Like they're very sensitive about that because they knew that this was a possibility. Right. But so yeah, this yeah. plugin was like in there yeah. and abandoned prior yeah, to that rule. Right. Yeah. So we that's interesting about. from a, an abandoned plugin yeah. perspective. Yeah. Is that yeah. something that could be hmm. that could be monitored to see if like uh, an old plugin that just hasn't been used for a long time is now getting like this weird popularity? This isn't music. No. This isn't like oh we you know we heard a song <laughs> on TikTok and now we're all gonna go listen to it. Like what's yeah it was on Better the... Call Saul, so you should like yeah yeah like what how do you like ha, like what's the what's the correct approach for that of being able to have some way of looking at like really old ass plugins that are being downloaded and like what like like did security notice that spike or did they like track it track down the exploit like and then find that i don't know what the article goes into does does the article i suspect that security traditionally yeah (laughs) i always do but i can assume i can assume the security is really good at cleanups so i think this was identified through a cleanup process and they probably found this uh malware being installed there and then they probably identified the look at the spike, right? And then they went straight yeah. to whatever uh, news agency to to kind of make a big deal about it. It's, I mean, it's been probably um, six or seven years uh, since I worked over at WP Engine and like worked with Sakuri on like a day-to-day basis because they historically uh, were using Sakuri for, for site cleanups. But mm-hmm. I, I do know that um, Sakuri has both the file scanning that they do, the database scanning, and uh, they have historically looked for like, uh, you know, uh, obfuscated code, uh, you know, base 64 or whatever encoded um, code that's just uh, hiding out in there. So it wouldn't surprise me if um, something popped up on a scan and maybe the first or second time they didn't notice it. But then once you start, and especially like if you have, um, you know, the team that they do over there who's doing site cleanups, second or third time they start seeing that, they're like, hey, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> Let's see what's going on here. So I'm the, just wondering like, if there's a way to look at it from the standpoint of like the the store that's selling, you know, the uh, the, the, the flu, right. uh, the flu uh, you know, um, medicine or something and looking at the number of times that those are being purchased and you're like, oh, yeah. wait. Obviously, something's happening because actually, are I think I'm pretty sure there's a federal law case about that centering around oxytocin. <laughs> so I'm just, so I'm just curious, like, like cotton, you know, because we're pulling this from one from Oxy. one directory, yep. you know, like looking at yep. that directory and just seeing, like, is there a spike in oh. this like 15 that's, year old plugin or something? That's the most interesting part. Well, I mean, not the. There's a lot of interesting parts about this, I think, but the I think one of the really relevant parts moving forward, not just this plugin, but I think, and what you're asking, Jason, is like, you know, are we monitoring these spikes? Like, should we as a community, as a, you know, the plugin team, the, you know, the make teams, should WordPress be monitoring the repo for spikes in plugins or spikes even in themes, right? That like, Mm -hmm. that should just be checked out. Because if you went, if you, if you got a flag that said, hey, a 17 year old, First of all, we need to talk about a plugin being 17 years old. Is it really 17 years old? It's like 10 years old. Well, however old it is, 12 yeah. years old. So, like, that's a different. That's a second conversation. But like, if if the plugin team or someone was able to monitor that, there was a report that came through the meta channel or whatever, and said, you know, hey, this plugin is getting a lot of attention. I mean, there's really no downside to that because 
someone could go look and be like, oh, this is a really old plugin or, oh, this is a brand new plugin. And like, it's the newest, best thing in the world. Right. So in one hand, in one case, it would be handed off to security and like the, you know, the, the team handling the security issues. And on the other hand, it could go to like the marketing team and it could be like, look, this plugin is like super popular all of a sudden. Anyway, just, I'm just saying like, you, you know, it, it could be used for multiple things. So that seems like that's something that could be beneficial to implement uh, you know, just that feedback. But it mm-hmm. seems like that could be automated. That seems like we could do that. Right. That anyway, that just- that seems that seems like a, a use case for and gosh, I am cringing that I'm even saying this. It seems like a use case for AI where you can <laughs> say where yes. you can say uh, flag like basically if a plugin is older okay. than yeah. N. Where we do well, this I'm, I'm saying game, not even I just want to make sure I'm N. doing this correctly. Is it every yeah, time Cosper says AI we drink? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. No, every time Cosper says AI, something positive about AI. Right. And then we drink. A butterfly gets its wings or something like that. I will that. buy I don't know how a freaking is. bottle of tequila and put it. I hate tequila, but like I will. Put, I, I mean, I, it's not good for me. I don't hate it, but it's not okay. But I will buy it and put it on my desk if we do that. But I will literally like every time you say something positive. Oh boy, it's worth it. So. I, I I do think that that, I mean, it doesn't even have to be uh, AI. It could really just be a, a script that checks for. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it, it doesn't I mean, even okay. have to be that smart. And At what point is AI, AI a script? Like where, where does it deviate from? You write a script and it does a thing. Isn't that AI? It's the same thing, right? Mm. Where it's all AI? No. Most AIs are still just scripts. Come on. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's, so, I think it depends on how much data it's looking at. We're going to ask the computer the to look at it. That's let's what chat, we're yeah. saying. Let's ask ChatGPT where AI line is. Yeah, right. It's 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 AI. the difference between a, a three-line bash script and a 17,000 million line bash script. <laughs> well, what if the three-line bash <laughs> script just pulls in an <laughs> API request from the API engine or the AI engine? I just, I just want to ask ChatGPT. I would say, hey, ChatGPT, do you think this is going to be a problem? Right. <laughs> It'll be like, right. I don't know. Well, let me tell you, here's all the possibilities, but I can't decide. So, That's so to, to try, in the interest of preventing us of going into overtime. Um, oh, now, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I will say, um, so WordPress and, and the plugin repository, uh, I was going to, I told uh, Tucker and say I was going to try to extend an invite to auto and I just fell asleep at the wheel and never did it. Uh, I thought it would be good to get someone from the, uh, it it would be good to get someone from the the meta team to, to talk about that. Yeah. Maybe he is. Auto. Auto. Are you in the audience? Three three times, three times and then it happens. Auto, auto, auto. Okay. Okay. Not today, I guess. Um, No, but uh, so the plugin directory does a really good job of uh, hiding uh, kind of the older plugins. If you go looking for uh, particular plugins, um, you don't really get a lot of results of stuff that is three, four, 17 years old uh, and hasn't seen an update. Uh, But they do still list it. So you, you're, if you're clicking it's still through, there, you could Google to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can Google to it. You can, uh, Pat, I mean, GPT would know about it. If, well, you if can you're installed from WPCLI, you can install yeah, it. Yeah. Right you can still install it from WPCLI. You can, 
um, you know, there there are ways to still get at these plugins. And um, in some cases, um, oh, yeah, like, you know, this is still a, a good plugin or whatever. But like, should we be, uh, should the, the project maybe think about uh, suppressing some of these older plugins, like have a, a cutoff date. I know that it's like, hey, oh, WordPress has got 60,000 plugins. Like how many of those are like old ass long tail, like haven't been yeah. updated in like more than the, three with years? The, with the current process that's happening on the plugins team, I know that this is, they're really standardizing a lot of the, um, the operations uh, and so I think this is something that's going to be part of sort of like the new, like the new approach. And so I think that this is a really good time to um, bring up those concerns, not to say that they haven't been happening, but just to ensure that they are um, being put into the documentation and being put into the process that is now being formed. So, you know, people like Robert and Prosper, you should be going to the plugin meetings, to the meta meetings, which I happen to be running with Courtney right now, uh, interim. Uh, you should be going to these meetings and having these conversations because this is this is two things I'm going to say. One, we have a lot of, especially here in Water Cooler, we have a lot of conversations you know, over here about stuff. But the truth is, is that this stuff matters, right? This is like a lot of websites. This is like bots, you know, and those all are like the botnets that like become botnets and like sleeper botnets and whatever else, right? Like this is a big deal from a security perspective, from an internet safety perspective, from a WordPress perspective. And like there is not enough, uh, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of knowledge in the community, in, in the greater community. And for a variety of reasons, I could go into like, 12, I can write 12 essays about the reasons, but for a variety of reasons, that knowledge is not being um, shared in like the official make WordPress community. It is happening in post status, that conversation. Uh, and so I wanted to say like, there is a, I, I don't know, Robert, are you in post status? Mm, not recently. Um, so there's a, um, there's a, there was a conversation a little while back uh, with Yoast and someone else who's Yoast of Yoast, who may not be of Yoast anymore. But formerly of Yoast. Yoast, formerly of Yoast, um, was uh, talking about security with someone and they were talking about reporting and how hard it is to track down the plugin folks, the person whose plugin it is that may have a compromise, the plugin developer, mm. because there's no like, clear direct security contact there's no reporting process set up and so that has to go through the plugins team and so the conversation was really about should there be uh materials of it like should that contact security contact be available on the plugin page should there be a if you're logged in and have certain uh site rights should you be able to see contact information uh for the plugin developer where you could make a security report should you know because right now like i said it's going the people who find the security issues have to contact the plugin review team who then contacts the plugin developer and there is when you have a plugin review team that is you know as you wrote about in your article right robert um just Overwatch. literally like a like a small part of a big funnel yeah <laughs> like a little small yeah. it's over, overburdened funnel. right yeah there's yeah, it's too, definitely too much reliance on yeah 
but I don't, I, I disagree with your solution in that article, but um, I, the problem we agree on for sure. And we all know that that's been a problem. And again, there's a million political reasons that that has been a problem. Um, but right now that is shaping that is that is being shaped for the future and mm -hmm. the people who are have this expertise who care about wordpress should get their butts to a meeting in slack and should raise these concerns and have these conversations because it will benefit all of us to have these conversations in a place and you know maybe make those changes maybe implement some good stuff like the people who are there not just the plug and review team but all of the make community are overburdened and a majority of them are sponsored by individual companies that you might surmise are the individual companies. And those companies don't have all the answers. That's all I'm going to say. Like, they might be yeah. great. I'm not talking about intentions. I'm just saying inside of one company, you get siloed. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of knowledge out there. Your article, Robert, like, what you bring to the table, Cosper, like that could really impact this stuff. So I'm going to get off my contribution uh, soap box now, but I really feel that there has never been a more important time for the plugin team than right now for the future of WordPress. Maybe when it first met, when it came around, but for now, like the future of the plugin team is being developed right now. And this needs to be part of that conversation because Right now, it's not make, becoming easier to report security concerns. Like, that's that's not becoming a less obscure process. So sure. how can we, as WordPress, take a more open perspective on this and be, you know, like, Robert, like, you're, you're like, you report bugs, right? Mm -hmm. You report problems, you find problems and report them. Like, this is an important part of yeah. security, right? Yep. That's how it works. I mean, Robert, you had a whole uh, project um, at your your last gig where you were uh, updating some yeah. kind of. Uh, were they mainly abandoned? abandoned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, typically, because I, I'm. Well, these were plugins that had security issues publicly reported in them, and then no plugins no patch the available. Plugins that were used to or be just available in yeah in in Actually, the general, repo specifically, in, in, or just it could be any any WordPress GitHub. plugin. But you know, ninety percent are in the repo. Um, that's where the most attraction comes, right? And some other person found a security bug in them, and I took it upon myself to write the patches for them, right? As a, as an educational thing, because I felt that a lot of the security like arena discussion is always like, "Hey, here's how you hack stuff. Here's how you hack stuff." And I was like, "Hey, here's how you patch stuff. Here's how you patch." I'm just trying to make the next step, the next logical step in these in this process, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. You can find the bugs, but can you patch the bugs? And what's neat is some WordPress security researchers are, are starting to actually add, here's how I would patch it, right? Like, here's the code I use to patch this. Um, and it's But with WordPress and open source, really, you can get a variety of responses back. And unfortunately, with a lot of the, yeah, the patching that I was doing, um, either the patch was way too late, right? Like some things I patched that had been exposed publicly over a year prior and the sites that were running that plugin that was uh, vulnerable, um, yeah, they've already basically been taken offline by hacks or something or other, like far too late to win that game against the, you know, the, the botnets and such. Um, in other cases, though, I mean, I've, I've offered it, uh, I think, within a week or two. And it's like you mentioned, there's no process for this, right? There is no literal process of let me accept third party code into, right. <laughs> into this plugin. 
unless or, I mean, unless they're in GitHub, right? Yeah, and you could and do GitHub a has class, one. Right? GitHub has a great one. Yes, GitHub has phenomenal resources for this. In fact, I'm starting to think uh, we should kind of move things towards GitHub and then just have I mean GitHub the WordPress the community, the WordPress um, the teams are moving. Mm -hmm. Yep. A lot of the stuff over, obviously not MetaTrack or CoreTrack. That's not yep. going anywhere for a while. Um, but, you know, the marketing teams operating there, everyone's moving to yeah. there. And I think that makes so much sense. Yeah. But not, but, but. And it's free. It makes it's free a lot of sense. Time. It's free, but it yep. also has, um, it's, it's really the most beautiful thing I think about pull requests and doing it this way. It's all documented. Yeah. Like. It's yeah, like, you get it's not like a security person is freaking emailing somebody else. Like, what is, what, who's the email? Sure. Like, we're like emailing yeah. people and like, where does that go? It goes. Here's an attachment. Yeah, yeah here's goes. an attachment you know with a bunch of code. Please upload it to this plugin that I don't what have. What are we doing? Like, this well, is, that's not. I actually things. just, I want to say like, <laughs> I actually did just get a pull request accepted for a plugin that was part of the core WordPress team. Like they had a very minor vulnerability. It's almost trivial. I know it is trivial, <laughs> like, but I won't say what it is just for. It's for only trivial reason. until it's five years later and someone's yeah. building out like a whole like patch, this which, patch this is work, the sort like, of thing. Well, this is the sort of thing that would show up in some security report because it got a CVE assigned to it. And then like some vendor who's using WordPress would be like, why, why we have to fix the CVE. And then they look back at the developer and then ask them and like the developer would get these requests constantly. What's CVE? CVE is common vulnerability enumeration. It's just a number uh -huh. that associates a vulnerability to like this unique identifying number. Uh, but yeah, it, it shows up. Yeah, it's, there's wait, wait, wait. Um, the government is organizations. Is like a world that, number or is it like a like per company number? Uh, there are governing agencies that manage their individual members. Japan has their own. Uh, U.S. That's has their cool. own. Probably China has their own, but they don't share like that information Like ICANN for bugs? For like yeah. vulnerabilities? Yeah. Basically, and you get More you like have a certified the, numbering authorities that like it. Wow. Like be the go I did not know that. Validate things. It's almost like the yeah, barcode type thing with like the numbers at the bottom. It's like that type of, you, you know. Okay, wait. This is this is why <laughs> I'm going down another this is, no rabbit hole. This here. is me in content right. with websites. We do. I'm like, so wait. So can you, as a someone who's discovered or patched those vulnerabilities, like list here all the numbers I've fixed? Like, yes. is there a web page? There that is? is the, the developers can do it and security researchers typically do it to, ah, to, so to make good. a resume. Right. I'm like, here's a list of all of my patches. Like, go yeah. find them on. They're on the official register. It's like Dribble, but for, but for like, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. <laughs> I've recommended to security researchers that really want to get into it. Basically, find one of each type of vulnerability because there's also like vulnerability categories, and then that's how you can prove you're familiar with a, uh, you know, security as a whole. That's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's interesting in terms of um, kind of the DIY approach mm -hmm. to security which i so uh this is my secret thing i was gonna tell you i so i did read I, I started reading your website last night um no. i know i know <laughs> it is or no i was like there's a lot going on here i was just trying to remember like because they were like who's this i was like who's our guest tomorrow and i'm terrible with names so i was like i'm just gonna go figure out what this is oh look otto's here hi otto um but uh you had some really interesting uh posts on your website but my favorite one well other than learning, you're basically a secret hacker, which I also <laughs> learned. Um, but uh, uh, the, what's it called? Oh, I want to call it, I was like an Oompa Loompa, Apollo Lusa, uh, Palapalooza. <laughs> you're an open source Palamus. Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 yeah. What Pump is the, the word? Pompadour. No, not Pompadour. Um, not Pompadour. Psychopomp. 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 Yes. 
the terminology psychopomp, which is historically uh, connected to the character or the embodiment of the concern of uh, like death, right? Or um, so like, like the, the Grim the Reaper guy, is a, is a psychopomp guy, right? Yeah, uh, bringing you Sharon, over into the afterlife. Yeah. Afterlife. The the um the shepherd. The shepherd yes, the shepherd who brings you past not not heavens. So there is no judgment. Here. It is the one that brings you to the the gates, right? From the living world right. to the dead world. There yeah. is some some really crazy. Yeah, I'm. I was playing with a talk idea for that, but yeah, there's really crazy connections. That's I, like it's how, a great talk idea. I yeah. love it. I think that is the most interesting. Is that like a common security term, or is, did you bring those no. together? I brought it together, and I I, I I may have picked it up from somewhere else because this has totally yeah. happened to me before. Like I came up with something, I find out like Schneier talked about it. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> So I hope this open there source. Are no original yeah. ideas. Ugh. Open source cyber um, psychopomps could maybe become my trademarked term. If I think it's, I think it's got it. a, it's amazing. Uh, I love the, I love the imagery of it because this is like the, 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 the definition of abandonware is that it was abandoned, yeah. not sunsetted, right? Like yes. that's literally the thing. It's not like someone was like conscientiously being like, oh well, I'm gonna end this now, right? Yeah. They're literally just like. I forgot about that. That's in some, yeah. re- I don't know. They I don't have on. that GitHub email anymore. Yes. And I don't even know. Right. And that, that leaves the, the abandoned where in the, in the area of the living, you could say, right. They're right. Active in in their purgatory. They're in purgatory because they're not alive, but they're not dead. And every year they become deader because they're, it's, you know, not tested with your WordPress and all of that stuff starts yeah. getting added to it, added to it. But um, th- that's also a problem on the plugin team because, uh, talking to Mika, who is like, you know, the main plugins person forever, um, was, is, is a constant thing that most of the emails that they send to plugin developers bounce. Yep. So, you yeah. know, we were talking about how to contact these plugin developers. The, the, the plugin team, not only can the security people not reach them, but the plugin team can't yep. even reach them a lot of the time. And it's not even for abandonware like that. Like, so obviously abandonware is really abandoned, super abandonware, but is even if something's kind of updated, you know, it's three years old or something and it's not terrible. But if you're not monitoring that email, if someone signed up with, you know, if a you domain they don't place, have anymore. Now you're working at another place. Like there's a, there's yeah, a lot right. of reasons why you don't have access yeah. to that email anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, people aren't forwarding emails from one business to the next like that. You, you, you're gone yes. at that point, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah there, there's, there's plenty of like really odd issues that could come up with that. And I, there is no like essentially source of truth for that communication, like that way of being able to communicate with that person. Even if you put somebody's like, I don't know, Twitter handle, and then we all ditch Twitter, who would have thought, you know, like well, exactly. <laughs> right. Like that's been everyone's main. Oh, you can connect, you know, put everyone's got that. And even on the uh, WordCamp US sign up, it was like, what's your Twitter handle? And I was like, I can't put two apps, dig it. What's going no. on here? <laughs> but, but so I think this is, um, again, I just want to make, I know we're in overtime and I know I've already made this pitch and this wasn't the point of the show, but anyone who cares about this stuff, come care about it actively is what I'm saying. Like come care about it and make it better because it does get annoying to hear the same problems over and over and over um, when we could change things because that is the whole freaking point of open source. So like if we all care and we all see the problems with security or whatever, let's go in and make it better, right? Like let's apply those 
processes. Let's bring in the other industry's best practices. Let's talk about how can we, you know, like the conversation happening in post status is not useful. Like it's useful to me, but it's it's not useful to the project. And everyone feels then that they've, they've had the conversation. Well, good for you, but it didn't do anything. Like unless someone is listening and then happens to be there and then goes and contributes like, but somebody else would do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, security is one of the biggest deals because it, you know, it could, it could have a real problem, but also it undermines the lack of security or security problems getting out there uh, undermines WordPress's reputation and makes WordPress weakens its standing. And it doesn't have to because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. And again, there's a lot I could say that doesn't have to be this way, but security should be something that is objective. This should not be like a political conversation. This should be, you know, how can we lead the way as an open source project that is still extremely concerned about security, but is able to, you know, do that in a way that is documented and clear and follows best practices. Like it's possible. I'd also say build, build tools that are going to help folks with being able to surface this stuff. Um, Cosper, Cosper recently did a tool (laughs) that I think is pretty awesome and being able to look at and see like what's what, but being able to, um, you know, to look and see what was, re- you know, recently updated and what date in which they were recently updated. And he even wrote a, a, a piece, ah, WPCLI to, um, command to be able to actually output this as well. So I don't know. You should spend some time, like, writing some code yeah. on how to support these types of initiatives of being able to see, like, what the heck is wrong with these plugins? Why is this plugin so old? How do I get rid of the old plugins? How, you know, yeah. even helping people try to find, like, alternatives to plugins as well. There's, of, right now, I'm sorry, but right now, there's, so this stuff, that code, that can become part of, that can become part of core. I know there is a plugin that Andy Fragan, a friend of the show and trauma surgeon, uh, is working on. Um, that is to um, that is currently a plugin that's being tested to test plugin dependencies. So that basically it would say, oh, you have this plugin. Well, you have to have the other plugin. And you, yes, you can install right. it, or you can't. Like it won't won't allow you to install it if you don't have the other plugin. And it gives a little notification. It's a tiny little tool, tiny little plugin, but that is can be incorporated into core because that's something that is just making the system better and function better. And so things, oh, you found it. Yeah. Things like this. I think this is actually going to get um, schmooshed into core also. That's what it's so, being tested for currently. So yeah, we're, we're in OT. Uh, Want to be mindful of everybody's time here, but uh, with the, the a funny little story about uh, this plugin that I made, uh, plugin last updated Redux, it's not uh, in the plugin directory yet. It's just up on GitHub. Uh, still making sure to like iron out some bugs. If you want to test it, I encourage it. Uh, Make a pull request. This Sorry. is this is a, a plugin that uh, was in the repository, still is uh, that uh, Pete Mall from Range made. Pete um, Mall, I haven't heard his yeah. name in so long. Right. Uh, right. I, I think he I think he plays poker now. Like I think that's what he, he does. He played poker then, but now he doesn't have, even have to probably play poker anymore. Anyway. Right. So um he, he played it well, uh, is the point. 
Yes. He <laughs> has not uh, updated this plugin in, or the, the plugin last updated plugin in uh, 11 years, 13 years. I, I can't remember, but effectively it was so an wait, abandoned wait, You can't plugin. remember when the plugin last, the update last, wait, when... You can't remember when the plugin that is to tell you when your plugin was last updated. Because he didn't write it and yet. You, and you don't know when it was last updated? He didn't write it yet. I can't it's even right. do that. Situation. It's, you, you, got there, you got there eventually. Um, there were some words. They might have um, made sense. So, yeah, I, I basically took this abandoned plugin. I attempted to to reach out and was like, hey, can I take... I mean, it's only got like... his His plugin has only got like... 70 ish installs, like apparently, because it's out of date and you know, people aren't using it. So I was like, Hey, can I take this over? I didn't get any answers from him, so I'm like, All right, and then I just forked the plugin, uh, added well, Fork went it. ahead, went ahead, brought it up to date, and then once I had it up to date, I uh, started uh, adding some additional functionality. So now, like, you get a little warning emoji like next to plugins that are older than two years uh, or the WPCLI command. See, I did it on the first take there, Tucker. Um, <laughs> the WPCLI command, you run it and uh, it just lists off your uh, repo installed or repo installable plugins and the date that they were last updated. And then off to the side, there is uh, not an emoji, but just a little arrow that points at all of the plugins out of date. So you can go back through and yeah, uh, I, I would maybe like to, um, you know, set up the output. So it only shows out of date plugins. I, you know, I'm, I'm still ideating and everything else there, but I, I do plan on putting this up on the repo. I would love to be able to get the chance to like, just take over the plugin last updated uh, spot on the repository. Um, but again, but... how do you get a hold of those people and how do you do that? You know, Vegas, a few years obviously. ago, there was a, a few years ago, pre-pandemic, there was a conversation about having an adoption program for plugins. Right. Does we, we haven't that hasn't been on it the radar, at least my radar for a long time. But that's the type of thing that like, why not? If someone's like done like it's kind of okay, this is a little morbid, but it's like you know how you can like you have the leave a baby campaign so that you can leave yep. a baby at the fire station, right? Like you can literally like abandon your child at a fire station and not be held liable for like, you know, child neglect or whatever. And that saves lives of children who would otherwise be hidden or what is, I told you this was morose, but like, this is the same kind of thing. If there was a process in place where someone could be like, Hey, um, I'm not doing this anymore. Someone can take it over or take it offline. I mean, maybe people wouldn't do that because yeah. obviously people are abandoning things, but some would, and there would be a process, at least if there's a process, we could even you know implement something that says after 10 years, if you haven't replied, we will put your plugin up for adoption. We'll pull it from the repo and put it in the adoption repo or whatever it is, and then right. it can just be, it was, hang out there. It was seven years ago, by the way, that we uh, we mentioned that uh, that particular episode. Which one? Oh, the, the wow. The what year was that? 
seven years ago. That was like, yeah. yeah. So seven years ago, we were talking about plug-in adoption and fucking that has not happened. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what uh, Otto was talking about with which process there's a process. There is, there is, uh, you can tag your plugin if you want to basically give it up. Yeah. I've seen, right. But it's, it's kind of very, um, uh, you would have to care in order. It's It's a process that's not been adopted by the developers yet. Yeah, yeah, you'd have and, to care though. That's the thing. And if you yeah. don't care anymore, or you don't yep. work there anymore. At the place maybe we'll do a marketing campaign with. for it. Maybe or, that would be a fun or, thing to do, like a marketing. Kind of I think the right abandonment. <laughs> you need to acknowledge the abandonment. I think is is a good thing. Oh right? yeah, they need like, to be acknowledged. They're, this has been yeah. abandoned. I just, okay. I really mean, like, it could be a bigger part of. It could be a bigger thing, right? Because it's like, yeah. hey, here's a bunch of free plugins that you can take and reuse or recycle. Like, that's kind of an eat your board one day. You're like, let me go paw through there and see if there's anything yeah. fun. Like, it's kind of like a I, rummage I, sale almost. There are security implications <laughs> there, but I like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> there's old code everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I also wanted to just say, Otto had also said that you can add security contact information now to a plugin. You can. Um, and they can add whatever they want, really, in the text. They can add links to their site. Um, but the conversation that was being held in post status with Yoast and whatever was that, should it be required? That's really the question. Should we require there to be a security contact uh, that is maybe an updated email that is kept up to date? You know, is there something that could be more like you put in your security information and then certain people can access it? And that is a mon- you know, monitored account, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be part of more of like a, like th- this is why I don't disagree yeah. with your conclusion about the plugins review team and we should take our plugins elsewhere. I don't think that we should just take our plugins. Yes, yes. But I'm, email again, well, Otto. I, I email. Say, Otto, just, Otto just came on here and said, we email, email. Yeah. I put my IC number on there, on. but no one yeah. ever contacted like, me. I'm like, know? can we get out of the email say, thing, people? Like, the, we're crying out loud. I should that there were two recommendations I had with that article. One was going mm-hmm. elsewhere to just reduce the burden. The other one was specifically listing a security point of contact. And you can do it free form in your description. I've been recommending it to people for the last few months. That's a pretty low lift to help people out. Yeah, it's huge help. And yeah, so yeah, maybe, but even if, if that was a field in the plugin yeah. stuff that was like optional, but it's recommended and there's a field there. So it's like people who put it, this is a type of stuff that can be implemented yeah. with pretty low lift on the code end, on the, the required, it doesn't have to be required, it could be optional, but these things can incrementally really improve yeah. the system for everybody. Do you, do you Otto think says that why... email works. And nothing, everything else doesn't. And Do you think I'm this is just going to make a, a comment of... about Gen X and then I'm just going to leave it there. Do you think there's Love a reason model. why a lot of these like uh, development houses and agencies and stuff typically will have like the like that company's account listed as the plugin owner as well as a way of being able to allow for um essentially like a service account type thing that someone who no matter what will always be able to monitor it do you, do you yeah, feel like everyone's monitoring why? those info at emails totally paying attention yeah. to those <laughs> well, but, but i mean i'm just saying do you, do you think that that's the reason why those people list those um those types I, of accounts in there or do you think this is something that people should do more of yeah it's i i, I will actually uh say it from uh the perspective of somebody who 
Uh, I, I work at DreamHost. It's not a thing that I talk about very often, but I am very proud to work there. And um, so I, I work at DreamHost, and we had uh, one of our plugins pulled uh, from the repository, uh, not because there was a security exploit or anything else. It was because uh, the email that was attached to the DreamHost account was attached to or forwarding to someone's inbox who no longer worked for the company and those emails started bouncing and I, I basically had to like go in and clean that up and, and sort that out. And um, so like they, they do, if an email bounces, like they will uh, close and, and pull down um, plugins from the repository. Uh, it's, it, I, my concern is just the, the emails that don't bounce, but people are just filtering them Ignored, at this point, right. sleep yeah. the wheel or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, this Gmail account from 15 years ago still works. But like, so, I never check just, it. Just collecting right. those emails. Just yeah. like, can, you know, talk about abandonware. Think about all the old email addresses that are just collecting all over the internet, just collecting spam. Just yeah. like all the Bed Bath & Beyond that's not even a company anymore. It's like, here's all your coupons for all these companies that don't even exist. And oh, Google's God. using it to train an AI model. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we're all, basically, that just makes it clear that uh, the future is idiocracy because <laughs> I didn't realize that AI was going to be trained on um, spam. spam. So I, I, yeah. see your, I, see your, I see you. I see With you. With that, and look, we're going to end the here. show. We're going to have to talk to Otto. We're going to have to have Otto on the show to officially discuss some of the stuff that's Delicious. going on with the plugins team. So yeah. you're, you're, com you're coming on soon. <laughs> happening, Otto. Yeah. An extra overtime right. day. Get ready. All right, well, we're going to hit our outro button, and someone is going to say the words because, for whatever reason, it never works for me. So here's our <laughs> outro. Thank you. Watercooler.com slash subscribe. Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Did my mic not work this time? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on? That's so weird. We should not rely huh. on my microphone, though. No. 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 All right. Bye. Well, we're out.